It's time to play Shootout with Strick. Call now, 464-5685, to take your shot against Eric Strickland. Shootout with Strick, brought to you by Buffalo Wings and Rings. Time to play the game! It is time for a late version of Shootout with Strick here on 93.7 The Ticket on the Block. Uh, today's uh, We've been talking a lot of SEC football today, and we'll probably continue to do so after uh, this game show. But first, if you know a little bit about SEC football, go ahead. <laughs> and Strick's already putting the booze there. Uh, but go ahead and give us a call, 402-464-5685, uh, and try to beat Strick in some trivia here. Shootout with Strick, where it's uh, four questions, either or, so you don't have to be too smart. You just have to guess. And then one open-ended question, which uh, usually isn't too difficult uh, to give you an opportunity to get your money ball two points there at the end. Give us a call, 402-464-5685. Strick, it's, uh, it's nice to have you back there. We lost you there for a second. Man, that's see, that's why it's important for Stricky to get back to Lincoln, Nebraska, because y'all like it just seems like when it comes down to Thirsty Thursday, there's a conspiracy going on out there. Y'all <laughs> like to kick E Stricky off the Thirsty Thursday combination. And so I'll just Thirsty Thursday myself right over here while I'm about to win this. Flawless victory. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it is. Uh, it does seem to happen a thirsty Thursday. We try to get like four cameras going. Yeah, yourself. I've been drinking too much, man. Yeah. No, y'all be in there, man. <laughs> that too. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. We're kind of tipsy, <laughs> trying to push buttons left and right. But uh, either way, it, it, it yeah, worked let, out. Uh, I, I'll never forget you spilling on the board. Everybody was, <laughs> oh, yeah. Thursday spilled on the board, and everybody thought it was about to tear the whole system up. Oh, we've had some spillage on the board that is... Uh, uh, corrupted things in the past. Luckily, my <laughs> spill uh, didn't do any damage, and we got away with it uh, this time, at least. Uh, uh, but I think is that, is that Corey on the line, Nate? No, oh, we don't have a call yet. It looked, it looked like we had a call. Ooh, ooh, it's a forfeit. Those are the best. <laughs> Listen, when I used to referee and and I would do games uh, on Saturdays and stuff, the best games was them ones where they forfeited. Oh yeah, where I got paid for nothing. <laughs> and I love getting the chicken for the people for nothing. Yeah. Well, you can't be afraid of strict because I'm sure. No! I'm sure once we say okay, it's a forfeit and caller number three wins, then we'll get all the calls. But right now, we just need a competitor. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Be the brave one out of the group. Uh, give us a call and try to beat Strick in some SEC football trivia. They saw Stricky go six for six yesterday, and it was a little oh, worried. I out know there. it that is. Was, was, I crossed somebody up, and they 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 almost buckled. They their ankles buckled, and they was like, "Wait, now I don't know." Stricky's kind of tough out here. <laughs> well, Connor stepped up. Connor is our hero here on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Connor, how are you doing today? Big SEC fan? Ooh, nope. Nope, we'll see how we do, though. No, yeah. Well, either way, we're glad that we have you have you aboard, even if uh, maybe I'll try to convert you to the SEC by the end of this show. If you, if you win $15 off it, it'll help you. It'll help your SEC feelings. But I know there's a strong feeling against that. We'll start with uh, Strick, then we'll get uh, to Connor so he knows what he has to get to. Strick, are you ready to roll? All righty. All Let's right. go, Connor. Good we'll luck turn to this you, up man. A little bit. All right, we'll go in three, two, and one. Who has won the most SEC championship games since 1992, Florida or Alabama? Alabama. Actually, Florida. This is the last SEC team to finish the season unbeaten and unscored on Auburn or Tennessee. 
Tennessee. That is correct. Which of these SEC schools has not had a quarterback taken number one overall in the NFL draft? Texas A&M or Georgia? Georgia. It's actually Texas A&M. Uh, Texas and this team will join the SEC within the next three seasons, Oklahoma or Florida State? Seven. Oklahoma. That's correct. And who was Alabama's starting quarterback last season? Four, three, Bryce. Young. That's right, Bryce Young. So five points there uh, for you. That's a pretty solid score. Uh, oh, four points. Four points there for you. No! See, Nick is a conspiracy. Nate is counting four there. That's two at the end. You got Oklahoma. And I think you got Tennessee, but you might have missed one there. So, yeah, at least, uh, Nate, uh, you got four points, Eric. Sorry. <laughs> I'll give Connor a little bit more of a, of a help. Is that right, Nate? That's right. Yeah, look out for the people. Strick's first question that he missed was, who has the most SEC championship games since 1992? Answer was Florida. He said Alabama. And then Florida. <laughs> which of these <laughs> SEC schools is not a quarterback taking number one replay. overall? I need a replay. It's replay. Texas A&M. Georgia had? Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Memory box. <laughs> Johnny Manziel, not number one overall? <laughs> no, 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 it didn't happen for him. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's go over. You got four points, though. Serious, very solid score. Let's jump over to Connor. Connor, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, we'll go in three, two, and one. Where's the SEC headquarters? Atlanta or Birmingham? Atlanta. It's actually Birmingham. In 70 seasons of the SEC, this is the only team to never win an SEC title. Kentucky or Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt. That's correct. Alabama was a founding member of the SEC. True or false? True. That is correct. Georgia Tech would leave the SEC in 1963 and land in this conference in 1983. Big East or ACC? ACC. That is correct. And who was Georgia's starting quarterback last season for the win? Stetson Bennett. It was Stetson Bennett. Five points for Connor. Hats off to uh, Nate for making sure my for checking my score there. And uh, we don't even need that buzzer. Connor gets the win. He goes home with $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings and strong booze from Eric Strickland. Uh, Connor, we, uh, we obviously want to give you your shout-outs, but uh, first we give you the opportunity. You can talk trash to Strick or you can take the high road. I'll take the high road. I feel a little bit lucky today. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you got uh, you got it. You got you answered your questions well, but you deserve your shout out. Boom shakalaka! Give me a hell yeah! I said, give me a hell yeah! Well, there you go, Connor. Thanks for playing today. And uh, hang on just a second. We'll have Nathan give you your your prize. I need New York. I need a New York replay. I listen. I don't, I don't. <laughs> we'll have New to go York, back on the tapes and see that one. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, there oh, uh, but that was uh, yeah, that was a good game. We got to it late. Thanks for hanging with us there, guys. Uh, as we learned a little bit more about the SEC today, which uh, I think maybe that's uh, where we want to go next. It, it seems I, I'm still kind of trying to run it down. We we're waiting for Saban um, to get uh, on radio to kind of finish this story, um, but it seems like he's just apologized, which kind of kills the kills the vibe of the argument. Well, I was hoping this heat would last a little bit longer. I mean, yeah, I mean the apology. Definitely, probably was one that was needed. I mean, in 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 his statement of that apology, he basically said he's not one to normally get specific and call one person out. He usually generalizes or or stays within the confines of general statements. But he he went in on Texas A and M. Um, sometimes, I mean, and then listen, Jimbo Fisher came back and said he's a narcissist. <laughs> like, and then he threw it out there and was like, listen dig into his stuff oh you don't ever want that you don't you don't you oh, don't yeah. you don't want you don't want the fans <laughs> to come watching and come hunting after something's been called out there and thrown out there but then on top of that he threw Deion sanders under the bus 
leading Dion. Like Dion is not one. I, I mean, listen, I know him, man. You, you gotta understand his his um his kids were my stepkids for a while until we we not too long ago got divorced. But so we we we're cool, and and Dion doesn't take stuff lightly. I mean, you just go back and watch the film. You come at him, he's gonna throw back at you. You you talk to him, he's gonna get an interception and he's gonna high step on you. And now the gauntlet's been thrown about <laughs> uh Travis Hunter receiving a million uh stacks down at Jackson State, and Dion's like, Oh, okay. Uh I will address the lie Coach Saban told tomorrow. <laughs> so hey, listen, when Dion addresses something, he's going in. He ain't gonna have do it. He ain't gonna be no no have true. He's going all the way in, and then and then doesn't help that Travis Hunter throws back and says, you know, he basically said, look, I got a meal in a tweet now. I got a meal, but my mom's still living in a three bedroom house with five kids. Laughing emoji. So, listen, there's a lot of shots fired being uh being shot out there. It reminds me of like the old World War World War Two. You remember how uh, the uh, or like just the world the world wars in the in the ships, how they used to shoot across the bow and just to let you know, Hey, oh, yeah. uh, we can, we just, we just need to target our aim. We'll, we'll, we'll sink you. You better make some adjustments to your, uh, your, your, your direction you taken. And that's what it feels like right now. There's a lot of shots being shot across the bow in a NIL is sparking a lot of, uh, of fighting and some, you know, some blows being thrown. You know, we just need to put him in the ring and let him do like uh, Frank Gore did and put somebody to sleep. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and it's, it's been exciting, and, and I still expect there to be a lot of heat on that rivalry. Um, again, an apology can only do too much. They play on a Friday, don't they? Bob? Oh, we play on a Friday. They play on Saturday. So oh, Nebraska play Saturday. plays Rutgers on Friday, uh, and then we play on – or excuse me, then Alabama hosts A&M Ooh. on the Saturday. So we get the day off. Ooh. We can just enjoy that uh, SEC matchup because sometimes uh, – I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Again, the Nebraska game, I love the Nebraska game. And for every, every Nebraska game that's ever been on in my life, outside of maybe one or two that I had to work somewhere else, I, I've been attentive. I've been on the TV. I've been next to the radio. Um, but I also, as a college football fan at large, I kind of hope that Nebraska gets these TV windows where I can see the best games of the day. Um, so yeah. I was kind of worried there right now. You know, I don't Nothing against Nebraska Rutgers, but I don't want that taking up my Alabama-Texas right. A&M uh, feud here. I just want to see a finish him. <laughs> oh, you didn't earn that. You did not earn that. We're not playing that today. I, I, wanna, <laughs> I, I want to see that game so bad after what's going on right now. You know, they're pinning comments all in the locker rooms right now, all in the, in the, in the quarterback in the running back wide receiver room, the linebacker room. Everybody's oh, yeah. got a little tidbit that's going up in both teams right now. So, Texas A and M, they're putting it up with money too. No, I'm just <laughs> no, they're not doing that. They got stacks. <laughs> they got stacks out there. Boy, I'll tell you. Listen, East Strick sometimes goes to sleep, wishing mom would have just waited about 10, 15 years. Yeah, mom, if you and dad could have just held on about ten, fifteen nil, it's a long time to hold on. Good right now for yeah, we do mention that you would be the perfect, uh, perfect nil, you know, multi-sport athlete, local kid, especially for around Lincoln. It would have been it would have been amazing. But um, at the same time, we're glad that we got you in the era that you did, so you could help prevail Nebraska basketball. Though I suppose we could use you in any era, so I guess it would have worked either way. Uh, but in any case, uh, as the nil, uh, it was basically at a ten. I mean, every the arguments were at a ten.
10, and then Saban apologizes, so, yeah, no, maybe it's down to, like, a 9.5. Well, Jordan Addison commits to USC. Now it's back up to a 10. So we can all Ooh. argue about uh, NIL and, and tampering and all that more. Uh, it's been a long wait. It's the, the obviously the Blitnikoff Award winner there at Pitt. Um, there's been lots of talks about USC um, tampering in order to get Jordan Addison, um, which is basically just the idea that he's on Pitt's roster, he's not in the transfer portal, and maybe received a call or two from somebody of you know uh, with USC ties to them. Pat Narduzzi reached out to Lincoln Riley to give him his, uh, give him a piece of his mind. Um, give and, him his Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, just say it. and give they, him his yeah, Fisher. and they drew it, and they drew it out. But Jordan Addison did draw it out. He, he you know, he was uh, catching passes with Bryce Young. He's taking, uh, you know, uh, trips to Texas. Um, but today makes it official. What we thought all along: Jordan Addison going to USC along with Caleb Williams and, and Lincoln Riley and that whole group there. Interesting because a four and eight team last year that was given up on early in the season. Um, what a turnaround. Uh, what a turnaround it is for USC. Who's probably, I mean, you got to think with this, uh, you know, Caleb Williams, arguably, if he would have played the whole season, would have been one of the Heisman front runners. Uh, Jordan Addison there now, uh, along with, you know, a couple other high profile players in, in the transfer port of USC has landed. Plus, they always have a stacked roster of at least recruits to begin with. Um, you got to see the Trojans now maybe playing a huge factor this year. And I, I was hesitant to even say that with Caleb Williams, but. Um, you know, these are two of the stars of college football here. Well, you, and listen, you understand why he drug it out, though. I mean, there was just so much talk, so much rumor. The rumor mill was running all in the in the papers and the national media, all on you know ESPNs and different places like that. Um, we touched it here, even on the block. But at the end of the day. That was a smart move on his behalf because it, you know, yes, it's a conversation piece. Yes, there's probably some some mad faces, some pouting emojis, and all kinds of stuff going out on tweets right now. But at the end of the day, um, he, I think he did a good job of kind of drowning out the noise by just taking his time on this specific issue and allowing it to just kind of, you know, just kind of fade away into the the atmosphere <laughs> of of commentary out there on social media platforms and in any commentaries that people are doing on YouTube or whatever the case may be. But kudos. I mean, listen, shout out to USC. Go get it, baby. I mean, look, <laughs> I ain't mad at Lincoln Riley, man. Get, get whoever, however, and however many you want to get out there. Even go get Jimbo Fisher's five stars that he just paid <laughs> for. Go get them. You know what I mean? <laughs> No, I'm listen. That's allegedly. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just right. talking crazy right now. I'm not saying he did or he didn't. <laughs> but but you know, he basically states the fact that there's nothing that he's done illegal. There's nothing that he's did that's that none of the kids did that was against any of the rules. Uh, but at the end of the day, go look at Nick Saban and his other coaches and what kind of rules they broke. Oh my gosh, I just think that's like. That's one of them right hooks that you didn't see coming. And, it, you know, you hope the NCAA right now with the turnover and the turmoil that they got going on didn't hear that comment. Let me just say that. But they might have heard it because they hear they listening to the block. Yeah, and but how much also do they? How much extra people does the NCAA have lying around? Because it seems like they've got thousands of things to do, and they're very slow moving about it. But I have to, I have to, you know, give them credit for the work that they did uh, yesterday, which was a pretty quick turnaround, um, allowing uh, you know the the Pac-12 to eliminate their divisions uh, and still have a champion with the best two win percentages. We'll talk a little bit about that later and what the Big Ten should do in response to that. Um, but also the 25 scholarship limit that they they took away. So the 
NCAA not just twiddling their thumbs, but they've got a lot to do. Uh, and yeah, this Jordan Addison bad. is is even more yeah. interesting. Is um, you know, this just this 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 time period we're we're calling it the wild wild west where there's not too many guardrails on all this going on, and I think that eventually. Um, you know, things will kind of play out and we'll get the bylaws and, and different things kind of organized a little bit better than it is now. Um, but uh, I, I personally, uh, outside of the tampering thing, which, again, is allegedly I don't know if it went on. Um, I, I give kudos to, to USC. I give kudos to Miami. I give kudos to Texas. I give kudos to Nebraska, who have organized and prepared for the day that NIL is there. It might be a short window, so you got to strike when the iron's hot. And uh, certainly USC uh, probably is going to come away the winner in all this. Again, Jordan Addison, the Blitnikoff Award winner, chooses the Trojans. Uh, he brings 100 receptions, 1,593 yards, and 17 touchdowns from last year. Uh, with him, and it's a it's a pretty stacked receiving squad. So yes, he's going to be able to kind of fling it around. We've talked about it that it even myself, who it, I wasn't a you know guy like him, a Blitnikoff winner or nothing of that that nature. But even myself, when you just sit down, if you if you just step outside of yourself and looking at just the whole landscape of nil and and tampering and just all of these things that are being thrown out there that are basically put in the forefront of the reality of the whole situation as a young man who just won the blitnikoff your quarterback kenny pickett gets drafted in the first round he's gone you've been there in the trenches you've been there in the practices you've been there for the spring games You've been there for all this time. You know who number two is. You know who he is. Or no, he's not a she. You know who he is, right? <laughs> right. At the end of the day, those are the things that someone of that nature and that caliber is actually thinking about. And it's the same thing. Look, it doesn't matter what level it's on. It's the same decision I made when I decided not to play football my senior year in high school which made my coach absolutely mad. He was every bit as mad as the Pittsburgh coach <laughs> that my, my high school coach was. But at the end of the day, I played baseball. I made a decision to do that because I looked at the whole prospect of the landscape. And that was, who's going to be throwing the ball to me? Is it going to enhance my opportunity to be drafted high in the first round? Can they get the passes to me? Who else is beside me that's catching passes? So now I can go out to USC. Yes, I'm that dude, but I've got other dudes that's with me and a Caleb, you know, Williams that's tossing that thing to me who was doing a wonderful job at Oklahoma before he left. So that's something to consider. Plus uh, $3 million in, in a couple of houses and maybe a Lambo. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, too. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what that's what's interesting is, you know, because that that money was thrown out there. And I think that's kind of what got Nick Saban in trouble, though, in, is, in what he was speaking is just basically what are the rumors that have been reported? Um, and so he's just kind of throwing out what Texas A&M did, the numbers that are thrown at the uh, at the Miami kids um, and, and especially the Dion one like that was it, it, I, so like he's just throwing I'm just out, glad he didn't mention O'Shawn Matthews. Right, he didn't mention Ocean Mathis, which was good. But there's no big reported number on that. But that's my point is um, we don't know. <laughs> we're the cleanest program in the nation, Bob. <laughs> Doggone it. We like we're to, the cleanest program in the we nation. Like we like to think so. 
<laughs> we like to think so. Um, but in any case, uh, I, I don't know how much of that stuff is verified. Certainly this $3 million isn't. It just kind of got thrown out there, yeah, out there. And then everybody's just thinking, okay, he's definitely making $3 million at USC. Um, I'm not naive. I think that there's certainly probably a good stack of money for him. I don't know if it's $3 million. That's a lot of money. There's some Johnny Manziel going on, but yeah. we just don't know what that is. We, we just know there's some Johnny Manziel going on. If you're on the streamline, you know what I'm doing right now. You yeah. understand what I'm saying, Johnny Manziel. But again, that's taking advantage of the opportunity. Whether he was coaxed into it or not is where you kind of get in trouble again um, there. But if I'm a bullet, like you mentioned with him, He's the Bolitnikoff yeah. Award winner. He won the yeah. ACC. His quarterback's off to the pros. His offensive coordinator's off to a better job because it pays yeah. more money. Or, you know, and because it's Nebraska, and it's a great prop. But altogether, what more is there to do at Pitt if you're Jordan Addison? You've done it all. Facts. So why Facts. not go, yeah. Facts. And your you're you're potential top 25 pick in the draft. Some places have him at 21. Is he going to be able to do enough more at Pitt to raise his profile? Or if he goes to USC and is playing on national TV and has all this talent around him, a Caleb Williams that you could see going into the NFL, you know, it, it just seems like a good move for him as well. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes you just got to step outside of the rumor mill and all the noise, the white noise. You know how the TV at night, you know, in the old school days when it just yeah. used to just be making all that noise. And then, you know, it, it just would irritate you that you would just either try to evade it, get away from it, or you would turn it off, right? But if you just step outside the white noise and just really assess the whole and the totality of the situation, you can understand why there's something like this could happen. You know, why it's not in Oregon. Why it's even not a Texas. Why it's not, you know, a, you know, in Nebraska. You don't know if Scott Frost is going to be there. I'm probably going to be out. I still don't know. Now, you can see different because you look at the Texas situation and a young man. Now, just think if there was a connection there, if yeah. this kid played with his, you know, friend in high school and, and or they played together for a year and he goes over there. But Caleb Williams has a track record. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lincoln Riley has a track record of putting NFL quarterbacks at the top tier of, of picking in the draft. Who would you want throwing the ball to you? That type of who's basically going to say, yeah, kid, we're getting you to rock. Oh, yeah. Please believe we're going oh, yeah. to touch you with the rock. I mean, it's simple. It's just so simple. Yeah. And the other part of it, too, is I love USC being the villain. I'm, I'm glad that my it, it really just kind of sets up Miami, Texas, USC are all taking advantage of this, all starting to become the villain of college football. Once again, that's where college football is at its best when you have the teams that you hate. And specifically when it's those teams, to be honest with you, you know, there's a few others you can throw in there. But that's that's kind of I think that's where college football is, is at its best when you when you hate some teams. And hopefully I it's, it's it sounds weird to say I hope that some of them have some success. But again, like Texas, I, I hate Texas. There's nothing that, that's going to convince me otherwise. But it's it's not as fun to cheer against a five and seven team. You know, to lose their next game as it is Texas playing with something on the line. So I think college football will be more fun with USC prominent again. We'll take a quick break here on the block. When we come back, let's hit the hardwood, talk about some NBA action from last night. Also, game two coming up tonight. And uh, even a, a player might miss the game because he's having a birth of a baby. There's people that have a problem with that. We'll talk about that next coming up here on the block. <laughs> 